Welcome to Faith Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy our podcast recorded live Wednesday, June 21, 2023. Our podcast includes a song special by Mrs. Rebecca McFadden, It's Not an Easy Road. Our sermon is preached by Pastor Dan Carr Sr. and is titled Impossible or Possible. Its text is centered around Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 through 26. We do thank you very much for listening, and we encourage you to stop by if you have any questions. We're located at 8467 Canal Road of Gulfport, Mississippi, zip code 39503. May God bless you with today's service. That is good singing. Brother uh, Miller, 
I'm going to need you and Brother Reader to do me a big favor. You know, we're not having Master's Club right now. That'll pick back up in a few weeks. But I got a $20 bill right here that I'm going to give to the young person that's the best tonight, okay? $20 bill to the young person. Now, I'm not going to pick the young person. The, the ushers are in the back, and uh, they're going to have to uh, find me somebody uh, to give this to. I see all the adults are setting up now. <laughs> Now you got to be at least under 50, okay? At least under 50 to win the, uh, the $20 bill, okay? Y'all don't let me forget. All right, Brother Eater, don't y'all let me forget. Brother Miller, don't let me forget. Y'all be watching, and, uh, and uh, hopefully I won't lose it, okay? I got $2 in my, my Bible somewhere. I got $2. I think I have $2. Yeah, there they are. $2. I was preaching in California one time. Two little boys were sitting on the front. And uh, gave me, well, each one of them gave me a dollar. And so I, I thought that was sweet. I've had them for a while now. But I'm going to put this 20 where those two are. I'm not giving you the two, 22. Just the 20. I'm not giving away my $2. I'm keeping those, all right? And uh, so let's see who can be the best tonight, all right? Have your Bibles, Matthew 19. If you are not here Sunday night, I would challenge you to get the message. Probably in my 39 years of preaching, I would say that's probably in my top three messages that, I, that, I, uh, that I've liked personally in all of the messages I've ever preached. I would personally, I hope the Lord lets me preach it a lot of uh, other places. Uh, Matthew chapter number 19, the gospel of Matthew chapter number 19. And uh, if you're there, Matthew 19, if you're able, I stand tonight, the, the gospel of Matthew uh, chapter number 19. The gospel of uh, Matthew chapter number 19, really, really simple tonight. Matthew chapter number 19, and look at verse 16, okay? The Bible says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, Why, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God, but thou shalt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What like I yet? And there's so much here I'd like to stop and explain, but I'm not. Jesus saith unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that, saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now I know somebody will come to me and say, well, preacher, that, that eye of a needle is talking about that little bitty spot in, in, in on the gate there at Jerusalem and it's not really talking about an, a real eye of a needle. And I, I've always will have people approach me with that. And I, I, 
that is somebody's interpretation of that and uh, you, you can't prove that but, but in a, that's another argument for another day but look at verse 25 when his disciples heard it they were exceedingly what? exceedingly amazed saying who then who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and saith unto them. Now, watch this. This will be our text tonight. There's so much I've read and so much we probably should explain. With man, watch this. With man, this is what? Impossible. But what, what, what is impossible with men? To put a camel through an eye of a needle. Right? For with this, you know, for with men, this is impossible. But with God, what does it say? All things are possible. So I'd just like to use that tonight. Impossible are possible. Impossible are possible. You'll love the definitions of the two words. You'll love it. This here in the definition, encouraging, is worth coming to church for. The word impossible means this that cannot be done. That cannot be done. Impossible. Cannot be done. The word possible means that may be done. Impossible. Possible. Our Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for thy word and how good it is. And Father, church is an amazing thing. Lord, people come. They don't have to. They don't have to. Nobody really makes them come. And Lord, I'm glad it's that way. And Lord, I pray tonight, now in these next few moments, that you would meet with us. God, we pray for camp. Lord, for our young people, a lot of folks there. Pray that would go well. And uh, God, thank you for those that's been saved and the hearts that has already been touched. And so God, I pray you give them a good service tonight, tomorrow, and tomorrow night. And Lord, now I pray in these next few minutes that you'll meet with us. Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. So the rich man walks away. And then Jesus looks at the disciples and Jesus says, uh, it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. And from that saying, the disciples were exceedingly amazed. And then they asked the question, who then, who then can be saved? Who, who then can be saved? And so Jesus says, with men, that is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Uh, go with me to Luke chapter 1. If you hold your place there just really quick. The word impossible means that cannot be done. The word possible means that may be done. Look with me if you would at Luke, the uh, gospel of Luke chapter number 1. It is impossible. It is impossible for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. It is possible that God can get a camel through an eye of a needle. You say, I don't believe God can get a camel through an eye of a needle. Then you're reading a different Bible than I'm reading. Amen. And you're, you're not read it a whole lot then. If that, if that's, if that really is your uh, opinion and that is really uh, where you stand tonight, then you've not read the same Bible that I've read for nearly 40 years. And uh, I believe if God wants to, he can get a bunch of camels through an eye of a needle. And all at the same time, if he wants to, okay? Look at Luke chapter 1 and look at verse 37. For 
with God, for with God, Luke 1, and this is response after Gabriel told Mary that she was going to have a baby, and Mary said, I don't have a husband, I don't have a man, and how in the world am I going to have a baby? And uh, the uh, Gabriel says, for with God, nothing shall be what? Impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Is, doesn't just reading that encourage you? Yes, just reading that encourages me tonight. Uh, may I say it again? The word impossible means that cannot be done. The word possible means that may be done. Uh, it is impossible for iron to swim. In, impossible, but it did swim. Yes, it did swim, and Elijah took a stick and uh, uh, held it out, and the iron swimmed to the stick. It is impossible to turn water into wine. Now, you may get a bunch of grapes, and you may uh, squeeze enough to you dilute the water, and it becomes grape, but I, I, that's not what happened. And, and uh, when Jesus turned the water into wine, that, that, was, uh, that was just water, and he turned it into wine. That is impossible. But it became impossible, but it became possible. It is impossible to walk on water. That is impossible, but Peter and Jesus walked on water. Try it. Go try it. And uh, it's impossible. It is impossible uh, to go in a fiery furnace and then come out not, you know, smelling like smoke. But it, but it happened. Are you with me now? It is impossible to, de to de depart uh, the, the Red Sea. But it, but, but it happened. The, the Red Sea depart. And not only did the Red Sea depart, but they went across on dry ground. Are you still with me? Yes, sir. See, the Bible says in Luke 1, 37, uh, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, Three of you agree with that. All right. And uh, so let me just kind of give you an introduction thought and we'll just get to the message tonight. Somebody says, my marriage, uh, preacher, you don't understand. It, it is impossible. Hey, it's possible with God. Amen. I said it's possible with God. Somebody say, my wayward son or my wayward daughter that said, in jail and, and uh, got a hangover. Uh, uh, preacher, they'll, they'll never get right. That is impossible. It's possible with God. Amen. He said, my loved one that I've been praying for for years, preacher, they'll never get saved. That is, that is impossible. It's possible with God. Amen. Uh, you say, preacher, my finances is a mess and I, I, I'm going down the tube. Nobody can help me. It's possible with God. Yes, you know, the Bible says, uh, hey, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. The disciple says, who then uh, can be saved? Uh, uh, and Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Disciples started scratching their head and they're thinking, good night, nobody's going to heaven then. And then Jesus saw that, heard that and said to them, hey, now watch this, for with God all things are possible. Yeah. By the way, there's a lot of rich people in the Bible that got saved. Abraham was rich. He got saved. And, and there's, uh, there's others that, that were wealthy. And, uh, and Boaz uh, was a wealthy man. And, and he was saved. And, and uh, hey, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. You still with me tonight? So I'm going to kind of go a different direction than what you would be thinking tonight. There's probably not two people in this room at this point that would disagree with my message. 
probably everybody would uh, read the verses and say, you know what? You know, if God could, uh, if God could uh, make the stars, and if God could make the sun, and, and and if God could do that, if He wants to take a camel and put it through an eye of a needle, if you want to believe it's a little hole in a wall, uh, whatever. If you want to believe it's a real needle and uh, whatever, it doesn't really matter to me because with God, all things are possible. Amen. However you want to cut it. In the beginning, uh, God created the heaven and the earth. Once you get Genesis 1, 1 nailed down, just about everything else gets pretty simple. If you understand the universe a little bit, if you understand there's billions and billions and billions and billions of stars and our sun is a medium-sized one, and you can take all the planets in the earth and put it inside of the sun. And God spoke the stars and, and it existed. Hey, if God could do that, he, he, he could do a lot. Yes, sir. And so then what's the problem? So then why can't I get my marriage fixed? Then, then, you know, why, why, why is this situation? And, and you know, we, we preach these kind of messages. And, uh, you know, we, we say that all things are possible uh, with God. And, and, uh, but what, what seems to hinder things? Because most of us believe that with God all things are possible. Most of us here tonight are Bible believers. We, you know, we don't know how the iron swim. We don't know how the water turned into wine. We don't know how God uh, hung the stars. Uh, uh, we, we don't have all that figured out. Those are called miracles. Right. And by the way, God, we still have a miracle working God. Us Baptists are scared of the word miracle. Us Baptists, we're scared to death of that word. Hey, but God can still work today. So let, let me give you something. I'm going to go a whole different direction. Now, you, you, man, I like the message, preacher. Why did you earn it? I, I've worked a lot of messages, okay? So, uh... Why can't I get my message or my marriage fixed or the way we're son or whatever it might be tonight? Go to, go, to, go to John chapter 5. Let me just give you some quick thoughts. The first four points, they're not really the message. It'll be my last point. But, you know, I, I like that. For with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That I like that. I said I like that. Amen. And you're not going to talk me out of that. You can come talk. All that. No, no. I believe with God, all things are possible. John chapter number 5, say with me now, number 1, sometimes some things don't get fixed. It's not that God cannot fix it. Sometimes we don't want it fixed. You're right. We've got to get honest. We got to get honest. Sometimes we don't want it fixed. Look in John at chapter five and verse one. After these, uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue uh, Bethesda, having five porches, and these lay a great multitude of impotent folk and uh, blind and halt and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. You say, preacher, when did that stop? I don't know. When did it stop? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer. But I do know this. There was a certain time an angel came down and that angel would stir that water. And whenever that water got stirred, whoever was first in it got healed. You say, you believe that? Absolutely. It's in the Bible. I believe everything's in the Bible. And it says, for an angel went down and at a certain season into the pool uh, troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the trouble of the water stepped in uh, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity of 30 and 8 years. So here's a man that's uh, had this uh, sickness for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, to me, one of the just most amazing questions in all the Bible. Wilt thou be made whole? Are you with me tonight? Why would Jesus ask such, what I would say, a, a foolish question? I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying the man has been in that condition for 38 years. Of course, we all know the answer. But Jesus asked the question for a reason. Wilt thou be made whole? And I, I've used this before and I hate to, you know, go back to something that you've heard me say three or four times. But if you say somewhere for nearly 40 years, you're going to repeat yourself more than once. Trust me, okay? And uh, Brother Riddick preached on this. Uh, years ago, I remember it. He was my, I got saved under Brother Riddick, surrendered to preach under Brother Fred. But uh, I remember Brother Riddick preaching this uh, text here, uh, Wilt thou be made whole? And uh, why did Jesus ask the question was Brother Riddick's uh, sermon. And uh, he, he gave a lot of different reasons maybe why the man didn't want to be made whole. You still with me so far? Uh, maybe the man liked it the way it was. Now, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think that's the case at all. But just make an application. You know, the man was to get well and to get healed. He, Brother Riddick said, now he's got to go get a job. Nobody's taking care of him no more. Nobody's waiting on him hand and foot. Now he's got to get up and going. I don't know why Jesus asked, wilt thou be made whole? But he did ask it for a reason. Maybe it gave him his, uh, his identity. I am not sure. But you know, whatever is going on in your life, do you want it fixed? You know, sometimes people have a, an addiction. You know, and, and until they want to get victory, it's going to be hard to get them to get victory. I mean, until they want it. I, I, if you have the answer to some of this tonight, I, I don't mean this for sarcasm. But I've knocked on a lot of doors and I hadn't figured it all yet when a man slams the door in my face how to reach him. <laughs> I mean, I know maybe a neighbor, maybe a loved one, prayer, you, you know, trying to be kind. I, I know all of that. But that man's going to have to want to be saved if he's going to get saved. I mean, we don't go out with a gun and pull it out and say, hey, you're getting saved tonight. They'll put you in prison if you try that. Matter of fact, Jesus says, come. He gives an invitation. Heaven is not a prison where God forces people to go. you got to want to get it fixed. The problem or whatever the situation, I don't know where all this applies to who, all that it applies to and all hundreds of different ways of the people that are here tonight. But hey, do you want to get it fixed? Do you want to get it fixed? Number two. They may not know how to get it fixed. Let me say this. God always knows 
how to get it fixed. Okay? Have you ever, you ever had a problem with your vehicle and you knew something was wrong with it, but you just didn't know how to fix it? Sometimes people know there's something wrong with my marriage. There's something wrong with my Christian life. There is something wrong with my prayer life. There, there's something wrong with uh, uh, my relationships with, uh, with others or, or whatever it might be. Uh, they, they may not know what it is that needs to get fixed. Sometimes when you have a problem with a car... And, and, you know, you take it to the mechanic and he starts running this test and he has it three or four days. He says, man, I've been running this test, that test, this test, same way with the human body. And then, uh, and then normally once they figure out what is wrong, they can get it fixed. Yeah. And sometimes it can be something little. Something, sometimes it may be something big, okay? They may not know. Sometimes people uh, don't really realize, you know, what's, what is wrong? What is wrong? What is the problem? Is it they need to get saved? You know, is it, is it some root sin in their life? Well, what is it? What is it? Number three, maybe they don't want to pay the price to get it fixed. You ever had an AC go out in your house? AC, I don't see Brother Roberts not here tonight. But AC man sometimes will come out and he'll, he'll check it out. Check normally they're going to check the Freon, to check this capacitors, a couple little things normally. And then ah, uh, and then you, what you don't want to hear from the AC guys is man your compressors out. Yeah, because right. normally, normally not always, but normally when they tell you your compressors out, they're going to tell you this in the next breath. It'll be just cheaper to buy another one. I mean, I knew when I cost you, you know, $1,200, the compressor is going to cost you $900. You know, you'd just be better off replacing the whole thing. You ever wrecked your car? And, and, and they use the term, it's totaled. That means it's going to cost more money to get it fixed than what it's worth. And sometimes, whether it's in a marriage or whatever the situation may be, we, we just calculate, calculate, you know, it's just not worth paying the price over. I am glad that we was worth Jesus to pay the price over. I'm glad that God was willing to pay the price so that we could be fixed. In 1 Corinthians, listen to this great verse. You know it. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. We don't want to pay the price of humility. We don't want to pay the price of humbling ourselves. We don't want to pay the price of forgiveness. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and verse number 19. The Bible says these great words. What? Question. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Which you have of God and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Do you understand our salvation came at an ultimate great price? I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that, that Jesus didn't look and say, hey, uh, they're, not, they're not worth it. Your marriage is worth paying the price to keep it together. I said your marriage is worth it. Your children are worth it. Your fellowship with God is worth it. Hey, preacher, I just say, hey, we know the verse tonight. We all believe that, hey, that with God all things are possible. 
Sometimes we just don't want to pay the price. May I say number four quickly? Sometimes we don't want to invest the time. We don't want to invest the time. My wife called me. She said, uh, this was the other day. She said, I got a flat on my tire. And I said, well, we got a, we got a little machine. It's called like an air compressor. I said, plug it in and uh, air it up. You can hear the pause. And, and uh, I said, I'm coming, I'm coming. And so I, I, uh, I get there, and she started uh, working on it. But anyway, you plug in it, you put some air into it, and sure enough, there was a big old nail in it with a, with a big old flathead on it, just a big, ugly nail. And I got some of that Faxa Fixer stuff, and I put that, y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, it comes in a can, you know, and I put that in there and aired it up and said, follow me, babe, we'll try to get it, you know, to a, 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 a tire shop. And so we come down 53, turn on 49, come to the first one on the left down there and across from a Rebel Dip. And uh, so I go in there, I say, uh, I say, uh, I got, a, I, got a, I got a nail in my tire, and I'm afraid it's going to go uh, flat probably pretty quick. I said, how quick do you think you can get to it? He said, about three or four hours. <laughs> I said, man, I don't think I got three or four hours. And uh, I said, I appreciate it. I said, they follow me. And so we're going down 49. I pull into another tire shop. Tire shop. I, I go in and say, man, I got a nail in there, and I don't think it's going to last long. I said, how quick can you get to it? He said, about 30 minutes. I said, you're the guy. <laughs> I go out and my wife and say, wife, you take my truck, babe. And I said, I'll stay with yours and we'll get it all done. I'll meet you at the church. And, uh, but sometimes we don't want to invest the time. A lot of us come from different backgrounds. I believe if you're saved tonight, you got saved the same way I got saved. If you're saved tonight, you got the same Holy Spirit that I got. Hopefully you got the same Bible I have tonight, a King James Bible. You still with me so far? But you know, the truth is, some people get saved, they do have a lot. And I don't use this as an ugly term. Please don't take it that way. But some people, and I'm going to touch on this Sunday morning, they have a lot of baggage. They have a lot of scars. They've been through a lot of things. I've told the background of my wife many times growing up in a home of... Uh, uh, her mother died when she was young and only uh, four or five years of age and uh, she never knew her dad and her uh, all her brothers, uh, you know, she called them brothers. It was li really her uncles, but uh, every one of them. You know, one of them killed two policemen. Uh, that, that particular one, had, I think, killed three or four people. And just the drugs, just, you know, just you wouldn't believe. And the alcohol and just the, the sin. And, and I, didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And, you know, uh, but we both got, you know, uh, saved. I got saved at 16. And she uh, got saved. Actually, we started a church. That's another story. But uh, uh, so I, I became a pastor at 22 years of age. She's 21 years of age. And, you know, I, I had been to Bible college. I, I'm clueless of really what I'm doing. Still pretty clueless of, of all these years. But, you know, there, there were some struggles we had. As, as a young preacher and having a young family. And I can remember my wife and I, I mean, many times, many times through the years, in our younger days, I can remember staying up at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning talking. 2 o'clock in the morning talking. 2 o'clock in the morning. If I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody's died. Okay? Uh, somebody's died. All right? I, I'm going to sleep now. And, uh, but we had to invest some time in our marriage 
It took some work to try to get it where it is. And by the way, by the way, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. I don't think I'm a mature Christian, but man, I, I'm working to become a mature Christian. It's took 45 years of being saved and nearly 40 of those years preaching the Bible, and I'm still trying to grow and become what God wants me to be. I hadn't perfected the image of Christ yet. There's only been one time in my life and my mother was babysitting a little boy and I, I would go by the house and when I would leave, the little boy would say to my mom, is that Jesus? And my mom said, no, that's not Jesus, that's my son. Now that's the closest I've ever gotten to. <laughs> How close you been? I said, how close have you been? Now, hold on, take your hat off. How close have you been? And by the way, that is the aim. That is what God is doing. Whom he did for, no, he did predestinate that we might be conformed into the image of Christ. But it may take a little while. God working on us. People don't want to invest the time. I've said it hundreds and thousands of times. Most likely, if your marriage is in a mess or if your life is in a mess or whatever it might be and you come and see me and we talk and I'll, I'll try to begin to give you some antibiotic. Come on now. The antibiotic is going to be some... I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It's going to be S.M. Davis CDs or DVDs, okay? And I, I got a lot of confidence in him. He pastored for 40, nearly 50 years. He, uh, uh, he wound up resigning and he travels across. I talked to him this week. And uh, uh, travels across the, the nation. He has helped thousands of people with their problems. His ministry is SawProblems.com. When he was a young preacher, his daughter rebelled against him, took off with a teenage boy, heard him. Brother Davis went and got her, had to fight the boy to bring his daughter back home. Home. It was a nightmare of a mess of all that he went through. He got home. He got on his face. He said, God, I, something is wrong here. Boy, God has really begun to, you know, give him some good insight and help. And I, I'm a general practitioner. I say Brother Davis is more of a specialist. But what happens when you start, start counseling people, see, it, it took you 20 years, 15 years, 10 years to probably get where things are. It may take a little while to, to get it where it needs to be. You take some antibiotic. I'm talking about spiritual antibiotic. We want to take one, you know, we go to the doctor, you got an infection, he, he gives you enough for 30 days. You take one, throw it in the trash. You get, you stay sick, you don't get well, you go back to the doctor and he says, did you take the antibiotic? No, I took one pill. He probably won't use the word, he'll be nicer than this, but he probably would like to say, dummy, take all the pills. <laughs> Are y'all with me tonight? Yes, yes. Don't tell me God can't fix it. God can fix it. Yes. God can get a camel through an evil needle. Don't, don't start telling me what God cannot do. Amen. For with God, all things are possible. We just don't want to put the time into it. We don't want to put the effort into it. We don't want to pay the price. Right. Don't start blaming God. Amen. And then lastly tonight, go back to Matthew chapter number 19 really fast. Matthew chapter number 19. Look at verse 26. For Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God I love this. What does it say? All things are possible. Number five, and I'm done. We just don't believe it can be done. I preached in the Philippines a couple years ago by the Dutch Sissons. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll go to a conference or you're preaching a meeting, and sometimes it'll be like one message that will really stand out. The other, you know, that was kind of mediocre, that was okay. And I'm not, you know, you know, if you preach 12 times or something like that, probably every single message won't be, you know, over the park, over the park, greatest sermon ever been preached. You know, but sometimes it's that way. I mean, you want it all to be that way. But there was one message I preached to the Filipino pastors, and Brother Doug Sisson loved it. He talked about it nearly the whole time we was there. He loved it. And the title was, It Can Be Done. It can be done. You can build a church in this age. God can use you. And that's what I try to encourage those uh, Filipino pastors. Said, hey, it can be done. It can be done. We must, we need to believe God. We need to believe God. The Bible says in Matthew 13 and verse 58, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Let me read it again. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Tonight, we're not talking about... Uh, Jesus wasn't talking about when he said, you know, it's harder or it's easier for a camel. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than to get a, a rich man into heaven. The disciples sat back, scratched their head. Who then can be saved? Jesus hears it, sees it, says, time out, fellas. For with man, that's impossible. He ain't getting no eye, a camel through an eye of a needle. It ain't never going to happen. But with God... All things are possible. Now, I could just, I, I'm not there. I, I don't want to read something in the Bible that doesn't say. But I could just see their countenance change. Maybe gave each other a little high five and said, I'm glad you said that. Woohoo! There's hope for me. Yeah. Not that they was all rich. Many of them were not rich. None of them. But here's the point. We're not talking about what man can do. Yeah. We ain't talking about what Pastor Carr can do. Don't put your faith in Pastor Carr and what he can do. Let us put our faith in what God can do. Yeah. We're talking about what God can do. Let me just give you three quick thoughts here. Number one, we see his power in creation. Amen. Now, I don't know what you believe tonight, but I believe without him was not anything made. Yeah. I believe he's the creator God. I mean, you know, sometimes on the way home from church, uh, Taylor would ride home with me, and she came up with this game, and uh, she invented it, and I'm going to patent it and sell it and make millions. And, uh, but the game is, uh, you got to give a little clue of the animal she's thinking about. And so uh, I said, well, go. And, and she said, a bunny rabbit. No. Kangaroo. Kangaroo. My turn now, and I would say, it's got a long trunk, big old ears. Elephant, she'll laugh. And we'll go back and forth all the way home. <laughs> Are y'all with me? You're impressed. I can see it. You're bored. <laughs> Have you ever seen a giraffe? I love the giraffe. You go to the zoo, giraffe. Have you ever really... For, for them to be able to bend down and the heart and the pressure that goes through their head, it is unbelievable for a draft to operate. And you're just telling me it involved not in a zillion years. An elephant, a lion, a tiger, a kangaroo, it is unbelievable. Did you know God said consider the ant? 
You need to consider his creation. He can teach you a lot. You can see his wisdom in creation. You can see his power in creation. So you're telling me God made the giraffe and he made the elephant, he made the whale, he made the shark. Oh, but our problem is way too big for him. Come on, preacher, that's good. For with God, that nothing is impossible. All things are possible with God. How about his, uh, not only his creating power, how about his resurrection power? Go try that one out. Now, Hugh Denny said he was going to conquer death. We ain't heard from him. <laughs> He told his wife, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with you. And uh, he, he never did. He said, I'm going to escape death. Hey, Jesus conquered death. Amen. Jesus said, destroy this body in three days. I'll rise it up. He died. He was dead in, in the grave. But up from the grave he arose. Paul said that I might know him. Watch this. In the power of his resurrection. Amen. And then lastly, we see his uh, power in salvation. Here is, a, here is a sinner lost on their way to hell. They get saved and their life changes. Religion can't do that. You can't do that yourself. That is the power of God. We don't save people at this church. We can only give the gospel. It is God that saves the sinner. It is the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. It is the Holy Spirit that shows him he's lost in his condition. He's only born into the family of God by the power of God. Boy, I'm talking about the power of the demonic cadaver. Here he is, naked and cutting himself with souls. And, and my friend, and, and but my friend Jesus, he met Jesus. And his life was transformed. Y'all missing? It's not your fault. But I'm talking about God's power. You, you, you're not connecting my illustration. I'll just illustrate it. Jesus said. For with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's possible. It's possible with God. I hear the preacher say, we'll never have revival. It's possible with God. I had somebody said to me the other day, and it stuck me when they said it, and I didn't respond, because it's a good friend of mine, a preacher, not Brother Dexter. But uh, they said, you know, but I think we're maybe too far gone that we'll never turn back. You know, you got to look where we are as a nation. Look, look where we're at. I mean, where we're at is unbelievable. We'll, we'll, we'll never. I mean, the laws that's been passed, it, it, it'll never be, you know, turned. Watch this. With God, all things are possible. So I don't want to get in that mindset. Because what I'm doing, I'm looking at, well, I've got to have the right guy in, in the office. I've got to have this got to fall in place, and that's got to fall in place. And then, no, what I need is God. God. The Creator God. The God that raised Himself from the dead. The God that saves the sinner. For with God, all things are possible. Now that ought to encourage us tonight. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. From all of us at Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi, we thank you for listening. We encourage you to stop by if you have any questions. We're located at 8467 Canal Road of Gulfport, Mississippi, zip code 39503. May God bless you very much. Until next time, have a blessed day.